Welcome to Kingdom Life Church, Stellenbosch. May this life-giving word activate your faith today. Um, so last week we started out with a, with a sermon that I always like to start out the year with a bit of a prophetic word. Um, a time where we, where we gauge and we see, Lord, where do we go as a church this year? And um, so if you missed it, you can go and listen to it on our website uh, or our, any, any, uh, any uh, platform, Spotify, Apple Podcast, anywhere. Just go and search KLC Stellenbosch and you'll find us. And, uh, and I want to encourage you to go and listen to that sermon because it will set you up with the, with the, with the tool for this year. And, uh, and, and the, the theme of the sermon last week was declare the breakthrough. Declare the breakthrough. Declare your breakthrough. You see, sometimes we can say, yeah, it's a year of breakthrough. Yeah, it's a year of victory. But if you do nothing, you, you're like a guy sitting underneath the apple tree waiting for the apples to fall on your head before you are nourished. But sometimes we need to climb that tree and get the apples. And when you start declaring life over your life and over your family, man, things start breaking through. And that's what God has called us to do. There is life and death in the power of the tongue. So use it. Use it for life, preferably. Not anything else. Now, the Lord gave me a statement for 2023, and the statement is death and resurrection life. Now, if you hear death, don't worry. There was a reason. I started praying about it, and I say more about it uh, in, in, in last week's sermon, but I believe that this year we will experience how God will scrape away all the dead things in your life, all that dead dreams, all that dead stuff, all that failures, all that stuff, lack of success, all those things that you feel that, man, can I just get rid of all these things in my life? And you know what? There is resurrection life in dreams, new things in your life that God's going to do. I really believe that. And it's a word I need, I'm holding on for this year that God is taking away the old and He's bringing in the new. See, it's time to let go of the old dreams, that things that have been laying heavy on your shoulders. Um, and it's time to ask God to resurrect the new things. That, that dreams that, that you thought, man, yeah, that's impossible. But God says, no, it's not. I'm giving you new dreams. I'm giving you new things to go further with you and through your life. Now, this week I was thinking about and asking God, and as I always do, and I was praying about this and said, Lord, what is, what is this? Is there a sermon or a series that we can do that can give us a bit of momentum for this year? How are we starting out? You know, that first lap of a Formula One car or that first lap of a long-distance runner, it's always an important lap. It's to get into that groove, getting into that rhythm. And, and I'm believing that, Lord, how do we get into this rhythm? And as I was praying and I said, Lord, what do you want to do? And I, I felt that the Lord said, no, I don't want to do anything else. I want to do another bit of a prophetic 2023 edge today, this morning. And, uh, and as I was praying and I was thinking, I said, Lord, yes, this is the year of victory. I don't know if you've known. If you go and listen to all the prophetic words all over the world, it's the year of victory for most of it, it says. And, and if we start declaring victory of our lives, guess what we are going to experience? Victory. But if we don't step away from the failures and the letdowns and, and over the last few years and what maybe you faced or what you've done, we will struggle to see the victory this year. Now, I don't know how your year started, but I read this story this week and I thought, man, 
How bad can your year start? But during 1978, during the fireman strike in England, the British Army took over emergency firefighting. And I think army guys doing, being firefighters. And on January 14, in the beginning of the year, they were called out by an elderly lady in South London to retire or to retrieve, not retire, retrieve a cat. <laughs> Said, please, my cat is in the tree. And they, I mean, they arrived with impressive haste, very cleverly and carefully rescued the cat and started to drive away. But the lady was so grateful, she invited the squad of heroes in for tea. And after the tea, driving off later with fond farewells and warm waving of arms, they ran over the cat and killed it. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know how your year started, but hopefully not like this. So how do we step into the new year and away away from, from our previous failures and start from a place of victory when maybe you still smell the failure on you <laughs> from last year, or the discouragement or the condemnation that you've ended, how do you step into the new year? How do you start? Now, it's the story of Jim Burke, and, and I've, I've, I've came across this story and it really encouraged me. But he was a newly young, it was a young man, and he was newly employed by a company called Johnson & Johnson. We all know it. And he was employed in this, the, 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 um, almost the, the new product division of the company. They found out new products. and they, So this man was, was um, almost said, um, given a new task to accomplish, and he had to um, make this new cream or this new thing. And he uh, took a few months, and uh, when the cream came out, it was a miserable, miserable failure. It was, it was sad. It was bad. <laughs> and he thought, surely I'm going to get fired. My first job, my first assignment, I'm fired. And I mean, sure enough, he was called into the office by Mr. Johnson himself. And uh, as he was walking into the, into the office of the, the big man, the guy said, Oh, are you the young man who cost us that much money? And he was like, Yeah, yeah, yes. He said, Let me shake your hand. You see, congratulations. And he thought, What? He said, If we are not making mistakes, that means we are not taking risks. And we won't grow unless we take risks. Isn't that good leadership? Now, Mr., and then you can read the story, Jim Burke stayed with that company and he became the chairman of that whole company in years to come. Guess what? Carrying the same vision. If we don't take risks, we don't, do, we don't grow. We don't hold on to failures. We step on to what God has for us. Now, last week we looked at number 23. And there's so many incredible prophetic meanings on the number 23 um, from, from dividing. There's a dividing between light and darkness. There's a dividing between a life and death. There's a resurrection, divine completeness, perfection, witnessing, and then, of course, victory. It's amazing. It's an amazing number. And if you go look at the prophetic meaning of the number now, now, through this week and through last week, actually, I wanted to preach about this last week, and, and I didn't, <laughs> and God kept pressing this one psalm in my heart. And I don't know if you can guess what psalm. Psalm 23. Well, it is 2023, isn't it? And, uh, and I believe that God has something for us and for you today through that psalm. It's a well-known psalm. It's probably one of the well, most well-known psalms in the Bible. It's, 
It's, um, it's a well-known prayer. And many of us have memorized it. I mean, you can recite that psalm maybe in, if I wake you up in the middle of the night, you can recite it, hopefully, or parts of it. But it's such a powerful psalm, isn't it? But you know what the issue is when you come to well-known scriptures in the Bible? It's so well-known that we get familiarized with it and we miss the more in that scripture. There's more gold in it. There's more blessing in it. And as I started reading through this, I thought, wow, there is so much in this. This is a prophetic psalm for this year. I truly believe it. If you start declaring and praying the psalm of your light, you're going to see amazing things. So, so as we start this year, I feel that God wants to speak to us through this psalm of victory. It's a victory psalm. So I'm going to read this psalm for you from the New Living Translation, and then I'm going to read the psalm from the Passion Translation. So we're going to do a bit of reading, and, uh, and then I'm going to speak about it. So Psalm 23, verse 1 to 6, only six verses um, in the New Living. It says the following, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right path, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protects and comforts me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies, and you honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Beautiful, isn't it? Now let's look at the Passion Translation. and uh, So it's more poetic. It's amazing. It just lightens something up. So let's read it together. It says, Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks takes me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the right path and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. And even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. Can I just stop there? Did you hear that? Isn't that amazing? And even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. Your authority is my strength and my peace. Your comfort is, um, of, your, of, of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my cup overflows. So why would I fear the future? Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterwards, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Wow. Isn't that a beautiful psalm? Sometimes it's so good to have a few Bibles open and let the, let the Lord speak to you as He opens the Word. Now, so many times in our lives, we tend to blow up problems we face. Am I the only one? Come on, you have a, a problem, and then suddenly the problem became, becomes this big. But you know why? 
We blow up the problems until our fear and our anxiety becomes logical to me and to the people around me. It is. But that is not God's heart. God's heart is for us to see the true purpose of what He has for our lives. In life, we always have two options. We look at God or we look at the world. And guess what? Both offer an answer to life. So choose wisely. Make sure what you choose in life, every day of your life. So, so when we look at the psalm, we, I, well, God showed me three main themes in Psalm 23. You can show us the next slide. The three themes is number one is lordship. Who will we follow? Number two is leadership. Who will lead us? And number three is victory. From what perspective will you look from? What is your perspective on this year, on victory? So I want to look at that this morning very quickly. I'm not going to be long. So number one is lordship. You see, what does lordship mean to you? Maybe it's a word that you hear a lot, but what does it actually mean? And the definition for it is, it, it means that you're speaking about a master or the one who rules and the one who makes all the decisions. I've got lordship for him. He is my lord. Now Peter said in his sermon, you remember when they were filled with the Holy Spirit just in that moment and he started preaching this powerful sermon in, uh, in Acts 2 verse 36. It's on there, it says, So let everyone in Israel knows for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. See, sometimes we see Jesus just as the Messiah, but he is also our Lord. He's the one who rules. He's our God. He's the ruler of my life. So when we say, the Lord is my shepherd, what do we actually say? See, it means that no matter what we step through <coughs> in this year in our lives, that the Lord is our shepherd. He's our shepherd. He's the one that will protect us. He's the one that will provide wherever we we'll go. He will have his hand on us. He will protect us and guide us and, and, and provide for us. That's what a shepherd does. But it actually goes on and it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I have no need. Isn't that amazing? You see, so many of us think we have relational problems or anxiety or fear issues or financial problems in life. But you know what it actually is? It's actually just a lordship problem. It is. Because if you believe that he is your lord, he is your shepherd, then you will not have anxiety because of needs. So it's actually just a lordship problem. Who is the lord of my life? My wallet or God? Who is the lord of my life? That's the question we need to ask this morning. You see, we sometimes have such a small problem and make it such a massive in our minds and we forget who Jesus really is in our lives. He's the King of kings. He's the God who paid everything so that we can have everything. So we can be free from sin and debt and death. You see, we need to remind ourselves that no problem or issue is too big in the face of the one who paid it all for us. He did. He paid everything for you. He paid the bill so that we never have to pay anything. Now, I don't know if you guys remember when Facebook and Instagram came in, what was the big thing about it? 
Who are you following? Eh? Still, people's like, hey, are you following that? Who are you following? Who's, the, who's your following on Facebook? I mean, that, that was the question. You see, who we follow will, will feed our mind with what they post or what their content is. So who feeds your mind? That's who you follow. But when we speak about a shepherd, it is essential for sheep to follow that shepherd for many reasons. Because safe, they want to have provision, it's family. It is so much that they need to follow their shepherd. But my question for us as we go into 2023 is this, is what shepherd are you following? Because there's not only one shepherd. What shepherd are you following? Think about it. Because who or what you follow in life will become your shepherd. Your money can be your shepherd. Your business can be your shepherd. Your success can be a shepherd. That top job can be a sh your shepherd. Netflix can be your shepherd. What shepherd are you following? Because your shepherd will feed, make sure you are fed with the right nourishment. And if we want to know what we really, who we really follow, just take that thing away. And you will see how things come crashing down. So I said that to a lot of young men that, that I've been working through the, uh, through the times. I said, why don't you fast on Netflix and social media for like three months? What? Are you crazy? I can't do that. How am I going to get asleep at night? I need to watch a bit of Netflix. I need to check my Facebook. Just make sure I'm connected. But go for it. Try the first month of the year and delete Facebook or Instagram, or social media off your phone. See what happens. Then you will quickly re realize who is leading you. Who is your shepherd? Am I talking to anyone here this morning? You see, sometimes we need to make sure who we are following so we get to the right place where God wants us to be. You see, if we follow the worldly shepherd this year, it will get tough. <laughs> I don't even have to promise you. You will know exactly. But if we set our focus on Jesus, the only true shepherd, guess what? You will experience his fullness. Because that's all he has for us. He's got fullness for you in everything you set your mind to. See, we will, if we will make an effort to get to know his voice, we will be at the place where he takes the sheep to be nourished. We need to make an effort to know our shepherd. We need to make an effort to follow the flock. We need to make an effort to know, Jesus, you're the one I want to follow this year. I've got a lot of plans. That's what Proverbs says. Many plans are on a man's heart, but it's only the Lord's purpose that will prevail. He's the shepherd. That's why he had a staff to help the sheep along and to fight the wolves and the lions away. Now, no matter what life brings us, or what it takes you through, this one thing we need to make sure that He is our Lord. We need to make sure that He is our God. He is our shepherd. There is no one else. There is no one that carries more importance than our God. 
And if it is social media or Netflix or my job or, or finances or whatever in your life, then you need to make an intentional shift this year and say, Lord, I want to start right. That you are my shepherd. you the one I follow. And I know when I follow you, everything will be successful. You see, he is, he is the compassionate one. He is the almighty one. He is the great I am, the righteous judge, the awesome father. And he's your provider in everything. In everything. Now David started out this psalm by describing the condition of a believer. It's interesting. See, it shows us how to live the life in such a way that regardless of your circumstances or what we might go through, we always come into the place of breakthrough because Jesus is Lord. That's it. If you're looking for breakthrough, it's because He is Lord in your life. No matter what you face or what you go through in life, it's, if it's tough or awesome, He needs to stay Lord. In Psalm 23, number one was lordship. Number two is leadership. Now, how many of us want to make a success of our lives? You don't even have to put your hands up because I know everybody's hands wants to be up. You want to be successful in life. Come on. I've never, never met anyone that says, I don't want to be successful and I'm happy with it. And if, it's that, if that's you, just come that I can pray for you afterwards because that's not normal. But like any other thing in life, we need to be led and guided to a place of success. Did you know that? That's what leadership is. Taking you from a place where you are to a place where you have the potential to be. That's the definition of leadership. Taking you from a place that you are now to a place that you have the potential to be. And guess what? There is no better, better one than God who knows what your potential in life is. But he uses people around you to guide you and lead you and disciple you to a place where you can be. We need to be led in life. Now, if we get lordship, you get leadership. Really. David was in a field alone. He was tending sheep and, and, and there was wolves and lions that he had to fight off. Come on, he was 15, 13, 14, 15 years old. And for a young man, he needed to be led by someone in that field. God led him. There was leadership. He understood lordship and he understood leadership. For He needed God's leading and guidance in that field. Now David was just a boy. And if he can get it, that he needs someone to lead him, and the only one that's here is God, then we can get it. We need God in our lives. Maybe you're stepping into a new position or a new thing this year or, or a new role or you, maybe your children went to high school or, or out of the house or wherever you're going to, it's a new season. We need leadership. And the best leadership we can get is from the Father. I mean, I can't go without His leadership. I can't go without His guidance. You see, we need leadership for God to help us lead our family. Men. Or maybe leadership in your job, where you are at. Every decision you make. To be successful as a parent. I need, come on, we need leadership. I said to my wife on holidays, like, oh my goodness, thank you Lord for grace. Because we, we miss it as parents so much. <laughs> thank you Lord for being gracious with us. We need that leadership, we need that guidance. Maybe you're a business owner. 
and you walk into that business not maybe not going as well as you think, and you said, Lord, I need guidance. I need that leadership. We need it more than we think. Now, if you look at verse 2 to 3, and you can show that quickly. Psalm 23, verse 2 to 3. It says, He let me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength, and He guides me along right paths. Now, there's a secret in these two verses to help us make sure you're not missing God's leadership. So look at the order that David wrote this. Just the next slide. He lets me rest in green meadows. Then he leads me beside peaceful streams. Then he renews my strength. And then he guides me along right paths. Rest, lead, renew, guide. That's something to think about. See, God wants us to be in rest in the green meadows. He wants you in rest. You can be in the toughest, most challenging, busiest time of your life. You can still be in rest. We need to function from a place of rest. That's why I said God created man on the sixth day. and the first day, the seventh day, he said, okay, let's rest. Because he knew that from a place of rest, we are better. And that's why David said, I rest in green meadows. Now, what do sheep do in green meadows? Come on, when the grass are nice and green and long, have you seen a sheep just go and lay on his back and say, whew, I'm going to take a nice nap? Never. I mean, he eats everything. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a lawnmower. <laughs> they eat. That's what they do. They renew their strength. See, when we are fed with the Word on a daily basis into His rest, then we see and follow God's leading better. If you're trying to follow God's leading and everything is like, I don't know where to go, I don't know where to sit. Okay, just sit down, take the Word, get into rest. Take five minutes, stand up and say, Father, ah, that was nice. So, Lord, will you show me the way? I promise you, 100% of the time, God speak. We just need to get to that place of rest in the green meadows. See, as, as believers in a world that see church as just fake, as weird, <laughs> as time-wasting, we need to hold on to God's Word. We need to hold on to Him to lead us more than ever. See, life can drain so much out of you every week and depending what you face on a weekly basis, but if we perceive, oh, sorry, if we pursue what pleases God, make the word a priority in our lives, then you will experience more of Him. It pleases God when the sheep comes into the meadow and rest and nourish themselves with more. Nourish themselves. I don't know about you, but I need God's leading. We need God's guidance on a daily basis. Therefore, I need God's word daily. I need the word in my life. I need the word every day. If I don't open that word, man, then I start struggling. 
I'm waiting for leading, Lord, can you just speak to me? And I just realized, but I haven't been in a word for two days. I'm not in rest, but I'm trying to make a life-changing decision. Get in the word, get into rest, and God will lead you. Maybe you're here and you're thinking, Henny, <laughs> I haven't experienced God's leading in a long time. I just feels like I'm going into circles. Ever been there? Come on, I know. It's just like I'm walking in circles and in circles. And Lord, can you just lead me and guide me, please? Can I, can I just share with you a secret? Did you know that sheep, as they go into the meadows, they work themselves up to the highest of places because there's the, the best nourishment and grass on the higher levels of the meadows. But the way a sheep gets to the higher levels is in circles. It's proven. So if you go to a place where a shepherd takes sheep into the fields, you will see circular routes all over. Especially, go and look through, Jew, through the Jewish um, history and... So sometimes you might think your life goes in circles, but God is taking you higher. He is taking you higher. Don't look at the circles. Don't think, oh, I'm still at the same place. Look down and see, but I've, I'm higher than I've been. And sometimes we feel that we're in the darkness, we're struggling with this. Lord, I'm just walking in circles. Can you just lead me and guide me? And, 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 and it's almost like looking back, the Lord said, Henny, but you are higher than you've been. Trust me in the process. Sometimes we might feel that, man, Lord, you're far from me, but he is there, right next to you, right beside you, leading you, guiding you. You don't have to, have to feel him. I just have to feel the goosebumps. Yes, Ooh, Mufasa. <laughs> you don't have to. He's there. Every day beside you, behind you, in front of you, he's there. And if we hit the valley of the shadow of death, He will not let us stay there, but He will guide you through. Do you know, notice that the scripture says, and if you go through the valley of the shadow of death. That's amazing. He didn't say, and when you arrive in the valley of the shadow of death, you put your camp up because you're going to be long. You're going to be here for a long time. No, no. He says, I will take you through. I will never leave you there. Why? Because you've rested and you've nourished yourself with the word so that I can renew you, so that I can guide you through the toughest moments of your life. Amen? Come on, we need God's leadership in our lives. And then the last one is victory. Victory. Psalm 23 verse 5, you can show that to us. It says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Think about it. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Now just think about this statement from David, just, just quickly. Just let that sink in. Now, when we come into the presence of the enemy, what do we usually do? Man, you fight. The battle is on. I'm going to take you out. That, that's it. I mean, that's what we do. When enemies come, we get ready to fight. God says, no, no, let me just prepare a feast for you. Come, come sit down. But Lord, I need, to, I need to fight. Just, 
hou die hoenderbosie warm, ek kom. No, no, come, sit down. But here David says, God prepares a table, a feast for us in front of our enemies, and what does this table signify? Do you, do you think about that? What does a table signify? It signifies nourishment, fellowship, family, intimacy, all those amazing kind of things that God wants us to come and sit down. Remember, there's a story of Mephibosheth. Remember, maybe you don't know, but David, when he was king, and he said, man, I'm longing, I'm, I've got such a longing for Jonathan, my dear friend. Is there any relatives of him left? And he found Mephibosheth, and he was lame, and he had him, brought him in, and he sat at the table of the king, hiding his um, infirmity, his lack. And that's what God does. He just wants us to come and sit at the table. So here's a table of deep fellowship and intimacy with God, and God says, He says, I am going to put this in the middle of your enemies. <laughs> so many believers can only see the enemies in front of them, and they define their circumstances by what God Oh, sorry, by what they see, not realizing that they're sitting at the table of the Lord. But we're looking at the enemies. Who is a challenging times is coming. Get ready. And God says, just come and sit at the table. Come, I need, I need fellowship with you. I need that intimacy. I need that family moment with you. Come and sit at my table. You see, if we truly know we are permanently seated at this table, the table of the Lord, a place of true intimacy, of true fellowship, it causes all the challenges and all the things and the enemy around us to disappear. If we know in whose table we're sitting. Now listen, the enemy is not gone. The enemy is there. <laughs> They're still there. They just don't matter anymore because I'm at the table. But what we do is we focus so much on the enemy that we forget the table of the Lord. The place of nourishment, this place of intimacy where nothing is wrong. I'm in the presence of, Lord, of, 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 of my Lord. An absolute place of surrendering to Him is an absolute place of victory in Him. Do you hear that? An absolute place of surrender to him at the table is an absolute place of victory in him. We just need to surrender to him and at the end that, that fights, that battles and say, Lord, I'm sitting at your table. And whatever is gone, going wrong around me, I'm sitting at your table. I'm looking at you, not the enemies. I'm facing the God of the universe, the Lord God Almighty. He is the one that I'm looking at. But sometimes we're trying to, I mean, worry about the enemy storming. And God just said, just look at me. Look at this amazing table. Romans 8 verse 31, it says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, See, now sitting at the table, who is for me? God. 
is he is for me who can be against me i mean this is paul saying this this is a man who killed christians who had condemnation in his life and he come and everybody was i mean he was stoned to death twice or three times he was shipwrecked he's bitten by snakes and i mean this is a guy who said listen if god is for me who can be against me man why do i bother about the enemies and the stuff and the issues around me when i'm sitting at the table of the lord See, that's the true place of victory. It's a place where failures of the past cannot play a role in our lives anymore. It's a place where we don't take offense or struggle with insecurities or worry about anything. It's that place from where we start this year. I don't know about you, but that's where I want to start this year. At the table of the Lord. No matter what's happening around us, we don't know. We've got prophetic words, and yes, we had amazing prophetic words in 2020. <laughs> no matter what's happening or what's coming, I'm sitting at the table of the Lord. I'm enjoying that moment of rest, nourishment, leading, renewing, guidance. I remember when, when we when God called us to plant Kelsey Stellenbosch and, and we were sitting one morning while I was sitting and I said, Lord, I need something. Can't plant, plant a church without a word. <laughs> We've got the opportunity. Man, it's amazing. We know we need to be in Stellenbosch, but we need a word. I remember how God gave us word of Isaiah and, and one word said, I will lead blind Israel down a new path. I will guide them without them hitting their foot on a stone. And leading and guidance has been a reality for us in the last four years. Leading us. I said, Lord, you're leading, not my leading. Guidance, you know what guidance means? That you can't see where you're going. Somebody is guiding you. How many of you know you need to go somewhere? But the eyes are a bit closed. Lord, please don't let me bump my foot. And Lord said, don't worry, man. I've got this. Leading us is, Lord, I can see where I need to go, but I don't know how to get there. Do I go this way or that way or this? Or? The Lord says, just come with me. I'll guide you. And some of us in this year need some guidance. We need that supernatural, godly guidance in your life that says, my will, not your will. My plan, not your will. Because my will and my plan is anyways better. It is. I've made that mistakes. Said, Lord, I know this is a good plan. I'm sure this is this is your plan. And then I do it and I bump my foot. And I was like, mm, why did this happen? And the Lord says, Well, if you just took my hand, we, you could have avoided that. But He's so graceful. He is so loving. He is so amazing because He cares for our lives, for your life. Amen. Can we stand together? We're gonna we're gonna close. I want to pray for you this morning and I know it's a it's a very simple sermon it's not deep but it's it's Psalm 23 but I really trust that it penetrated your heart you know being in church the last thing I want to do is be fake 
or be woo, religious. No, no, we need to be real. We just need to be real. Because Jesus and well, God created us real. Jesus showed us how it is to just to be real. Loving others. And I want to pray for us this morning. And I want to, I want to trust with you this, this year. Man, that, that table that God is going to place you at will be amazing. That table will be exuberantly blessed. Not because of the feast on the table, but of the smile of the king. I truly believe he's smiling upon you. He's smiling upon you. No matter what you face, keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on him. Don't worry about the dreams and the stuff and you, Lord, when is this going to happen? Just keep your eyes on him. He has got an incredible plan for your life. Better than you can even fathom. Better than you can even dream about. His plan for your life is incredible. So Father, I pray for this amazing bunch of people here. Lord, I just pray that you settle our minds this morning. As we start out the year with a bang and things are running and things are happening, Lord, I pray that you bring us into this green meadow, into that place of rest, where we can take a deep breath and look at the nourishment around us and as the word starts penetrating our lives, that life will come. Nothing else will matter. Only you, Father. Thank you that we don't have to be religious. <laughs> Thank you that we have a relationship that's, that, that is spelled grace. Grace means that I can do nothing else by just sitting at his feet and say, Thank you, Father. You have done it all. I'm just sitting at your table. I want to give you a moment this morning. <clears throat> if you want to put your hand on your heart or whatever you want to do, but you just take a moment, just a minute, and just see yourself sitting at the table, taking your eyes off of the enemy, off of the challenges, the rushing, the, all the stuff that is taking your attention. And just look at him. Just say, thank you, Father. I am here for you. I'm here for you, Father. says 
to some of you who said, well done for being obedient. Can't wait to bless you beyond your understanding. I can hear that the Lord says to some of you, are you willing to follow? Are you willing to be obedient? Because I can't wait to bless you beyond your understanding. I can hear the Lord says to some of you, stay patient. I've got this. I will do more with your life than you can ever dream or think. thank you in fact we declare that this year is the year of the Lord that his spirit is upon us to declare freedom of the captives bring hearing to the death the deaf life in every area where we set our foot Lord we love you pray this all in your name and we want to say thank you Jesus Amen Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon For more detail visit www.klcstalenbosch.co.za